Okay, hey, what I'm really hoping for in this session is that this is a very inspirational and practical time for you. I want you guys to walk out feeling like, okay, I can do this. You're here for a reason. You want to be here. You want to learn how to share your faith. You want to learn what you can do. And so we're going to tell you stories of other students, and we're going to give you some practical help so that you can learn how to share your faith on your campuses this year. How many of you guys are public school kids? Raise them high. Public school in the house today. Wow. Okay, public school. How many of you guys are Christian school? Yeah. It was the silence. It was like, oh. Okay, awesome. Love it that you're here. How many of you guys are homeschooled? Great. I was homeschooled. Good job, guys. Wherever you are, the Lord can absolutely use you. Wherever you are, the Lord can absolutely use you. And so after, so today is going to be a fire hose. Get ready. We have a worksheet in front of you. Take notes. We want to equip you as fast as humanly possible in 30 minutes to walk you out the door so that you can be effective this year. But post-camp, our ministry decision point can actually come alongside of you and help you beyond today. So this is not the end. We would love to help equip you to make you effective on campus. So the response card is for that purpose. If after today you're like, I want more of this, or I would love for somebody to text me and follow up with me, we would love to come alongside of you and help you. You'll also see you have your worksheet, you have your response card, and you have a gospel tract in your hand. We're going to talk about that. It's a tool to learn how to share your faith. And then there's also a uh, life book. Um, and that life book is going to help you give God's word out. So Kristen's going to talk about that in a little bit. Why are you guys here? What are you seeing? I'll let you talk in one second. What are you seeing in your friends that makes you think they need Jesus? Go, shout it out. Sin. They don't know Jesus. They've never met him. True. Amen. Something else. Yeah. Yeah, you see the fruit by their actions. Yep, yeah. Addiction. Deep. Yep. Did you have one? Addiction. What else? What are you seeing? They love to sin. The Bible talks about how people love to sin. Yep. What else? What are you seeing? Yeah. Pressuring other people to sin. Yeah. People love to sin. Yeah. They don't have an end goal to life. Yes. Deep. Are you seeing... Uh, we're seeing addiction. Are you seeing anxiety? Come on in, guys. Grab a packet. Glad you're here. We're talking through why we're here and what we're seeing in our generation that makes us think we need to learn how to share our faith. That's what we're talking about today. What I see is deep-rooted pain. I see addiction. I see people in bondage. I see students with hopelessness. Guys, suicide is real. What if the Lord could use you? Wow, there's a lot of students. Come on in, guys. Good job. Grab a packet. I'm going to pause for one second. Come on in. Glad you're here, guys. Love it. So good, so good. What if the Lord could use... You, you, you to bring freedom to your friends. What if the Lord could use you to bring purpose to your friends? What if the Lord could free them from shame? What if you could tell them about God's amazing grace and love? What if the Lord could use you? I believe that so much of what you guys talked about is just a physical symptom of a spiritual problem. Your friends 
need Jesus, and God can use you. How many of you guys have tried to share your faith before? Raise your hands. Yeah, good job trying. Yes, love it. We want to help you. Put your hands back up. How many of you felt like it was awkward? Keep your hands up. The hand went further up, yes. It can be awkward to share our faith. We're going to help you try to make it a little bit less awkward. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up if you still felt like it was worth it. Turn around and look around. It's worth it, guys. Even if the conversation is a little bit awkward, you can get better at it. But even if it's awkward, don't let that stop you. It's worth it to bring the hope of Jesus to your friends. I believe that you want to make a difference. We would love to help coach you. We've helped over, uh, uh, students in over 500 schools share the gospel. So you are not alone. There is a generation of Christian students all across this nation that God is raising up, and you guys could be a part of it. So I'm going to have Kristen come and tell you a little bit about Jackson. Hi, guys. How's it going? Um, so Jackson was a student just like you from Chicago, Illinois, at Richards High School, and he saw the problem that was happening on his campus, and he decided he wanted to stand up, and he wanted to share with his friends the truth of Jesus. And so we trained him. Um, he's helped start a Christian club in his school. He learned how to share his faith. And guys, next thing you know, he had an outreach of over 270 students come to hear about Jesus from dynamic speakers. They had free Chick-fil-A, free Bibles. I know. You can get free Chick-fil-A, guys. Free Chick-fil-A. Let's go. Anyone's going to come up with their Chick-fil-A. Guys, and dozens of students accepted Jesus right then and there at Jackson's Outreach. And one student specifically I want to highlight was a student that Jackson followed up with, and his name was Muhammad. And Muhammad had actually grown up as a Muslim, but every day he was coming to this outreach. I don't know why. It was just the truth of Jesus was hitting his heart. And Jackson followed up with him after, and Muhammad said this to Jackson. I am not a Muslim anymore. I have decided to follow Jesus. Guys, that is through what Jackson did that Muhammad is now a Bible-believing Christian who is daily now learning who Jesus is. And he actually made a public statement on his Instagram um, about what God was doing in his heart. And he said this. He said, God, thank you for making a way for me to have a relationship with you. Show me how I can spend intentional time with knowing you. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, if God can use Jackson, God can use you. And you might be encouraged by this powerful story, but you might be doubting, thinking, that was incredible, but I can't do that. Guys, God, it is not, and I want to hit this, if you hear this, it is not you doing it. It is God doing it through you, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so as we think, I can't do it, you're right, you can't, but God can. I want to remind us through some verses of, of how God is continually being with us in this. So Ephesians 3 reminds us that God is able, that although we may not feel able, God is able to bring the gospel to your entire school. Matthew 28 reminds us that through everything that God is with us, that God has never left us. In 1 Timothy 4, that even though we are young, that God can still use you. Like, look all throughout the Bible. God uses young people to make a change. And you might be thinking and you might be seeing this and the Lord might be calling you right now of, I want to make a change, but, but my admin says I can't. Or my teacher says I can't pass out the Bible. Or I, I don't even know, like, legally, am I even allowed to? And we want to equip you today specifically in two laws that help you legally share your faith on, the gospel, or on campuses. So the first, you may have heard of it, it's called the First Amendment. 
which is the freedom of speech. And this basically means that during non-instructional time, so not when your teacher's teaching you about science or math, but during any other time of the day, you can legally share what you believe about Jesus. This means you can openly talk about Jesus. You could pass out um, and pray and read the Bible. Um, you can even wear Christian clothes. Um, all of that allows for you to legally share the gospel on your school. And the second law is the Equal Access Act, which is basically a federal law that says that all clubs, no matter what they are, must be treated equally on school campuses. So if the chess club does it, the Christian club has to be allowed to do it. All clubs must be treated equally. Um, this means you can host events, you can reserve rooms on campus, you can hang up and pass out flyers, and you can even invite guest speakers like Matthew or like Jackson, um, your youth pastors or NFL players, to come and share the hope of Jesus on your campus. So those are two laws, and now that you know that it's possible and the law is on your side, my question for you is what are you going to do? And what can you do specifically? What if God used you guys, each of you, to reach your friends? What if God used you to reach your classmates? What if God used you to reach your entire school? And what if God used you to reach your entire generation? And as you think through that, and you may be getting some excitement and the Lord might be stirring something in your heart, I want to just have you check out a video that shows exactly how God is using students just like you to bring the gospel to their school. So check out this video. Sharing the gospel at, at Sienega is something I feel I have to do because um, I really feel just this darkness at the school. I feel like just this light in this, in this dark room. It's hurting so bad and students don't even know. They don't know how wonderful Jesus is and that's what I hope to tell them and bring them the good news. I really want my peers to know just like the sacrifice that Jesus made for us and just how much God loves us and unconditionally because it's such like just a broken world and people feel so unloved and feel the need to um, just be fake and like gain people's favor by like following the crowd and there's something so much better if they just pursue Jesus and just give them hope in their lives. You may be the only Christian that they've talked to ever or that has really been intentional with them. It's really cool to see um, the fruits of like what happens at these outreach weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, probably hundreds if not thousands of people hear the gospel at our school. A lot of students who are not only coming for the food but they're coming to hear what the speakers are talking about. We got to partner with some really cool pastors throughout the week that came in to do rallies at these schools. So they came in and they spoke on the gospel, some of them shared their testimonies. At, our, at my home church, we're told all the time that high school is the biggest mission field in the world, and I really get to see that with all the hurt and broken students on our campus. And for me, this has helped me because it's helped equip me with the tools that, I, that I'm gonna need. Especially during Outreach Week, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. It's just really helped me to be more bold and confident in my faith everywhere that I go. I could never imagine like having such a cool like event that like so many students are going to and hearing about God. All of a sudden the pages of scripture become alive to them. Now it's not just a, a distant story in the past and that would be nice if it happened today, but they get to see God experience in miraculous ways right in second period at their school. It's amazing.
that cool to see? Cool to see. What stands out to you from that video? Shout it out. What stood out? All the people. All the people that came? Yeah. All the people that came. You think they won't come, but they'll come. Yeah. What stands out? That the pastor offered. Oh, guys, this is like a dream for your pastors. This is what they pray for you, is that you would be inspired. Yes, they'll come alongside of you all day long. Yeah. Students leading. It's all student run. It's all you. Everything is you guys. And if you do it together, you'll feel like an army of Christians, like a missions trip on your campus. So don't do it alone. Do it with your friends. One more. Yeah. Yeah, you learning how to share the gospel now is going to change you for the rest of your life. Okay, you had one more. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like a missions trip for a week on your campus. It's so fun. It's not just a club, but every day they start to come. And you'll see a student come Monday. They'll fill out a response card that says, thanks for letting me come, but I'm not interested in Jesus. And by Friday, they're filling out a response card that says, I just gave my life to Jesus. What? That's so cool. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. For this to happen, it does require Christian clubs on campus. Like Kristen said, the Equal Access Act allows this to happen. Capitalize on it. So how many of you guys are are leading Christian clubs right now. You are the Christian club leader. Guys, do this. You have an opportunity to give your entire school the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. You could change how your Christian club runs. You're in the room. Go home. Do it. We'd love to help support you. More on that in a little bit. How many of you guys are in a Christian club but not running it? Love it. Go back to your Christian club and cast vision for what could happen on your campus. You can even them show them this video. More on that later. How many of you guys, um, oh, no, my last question. If, how many of you guys are not in a Christian club because there isn't one on your campus? If there's not one on your campus, you can easily go start one. Absolutely, you can easily start a Christian club on your campus. If you're in private school, you can still do outreach. How cool in a Christian school, your, your principal would love to help you do this because peer-to-peer -peer evangelism is so powerful. Beyond your Bible classes and chapel, you could share the gospel with your friends on campus. And for those of you that are homeschooled, you can come alongside all your other friends and youth groups that are doing this and come alongside of them. How wonderful that you guys have the time to do that. If you've already graduated high school and you're going into college, you could actually coach with our ministry. A little plug there. You guys could still be involved. You're still involved. So um, that is all the outreach vision that we want to give you for today. This is outreach, how you could give your entire your school the opportunity to hear the gospel before they graduate. Beyond that, we want to give you three challenges to share the gospel this year. Three challenges. The Pray 5 challenge, Give God's Word challenge, and Go Witness challenge. So Kristen's going to run through how you could practically share the gospel this year. Yeah, so the first challenge um, that we want to equip you guys with is called the Pray 5 challenge. You know, I believe, in, and we as Christians believe, that prayer is the most powerful tool when it comes to sharing our faith. And so the Pray 5 challenge is simply this, to commit to praying for five people for five minutes every single day for five weeks. And you'll pray specifically 
during that time for three things. You'll pray that the Lord would give you an open door to share the gospel. And then you'll pray that when the Lord opens the door, because we know that he will, that you would feel confident to share the gospel clearly and boldly. So you'll pray for the open door. You'll pray so that you would share the gospel clearly. And then you'll pray that they would accept Jesus. Guys, how crazy is it if the Lord opens the door for you to share the gospel with your friends? And you want to pray for that. Um, There's a student that we worked with years and years ago named Daniel. And he took this Pray 5 challenge. And he saw God work in a crazy way. And he said this. He said, I began praying every day that God would give me opportunities to share my faith and that I would be courageous enough to take those opportunities when they showed up. Soon enough, I was looking all over for these moments. And guess what? I was finding these opportunities everywhere. The coolest thing that happened my senior year was the opportunity that God gave me to share the gospel of Jesus with my best friend. While eating Mongolian barbecue, we began talking about eternity, God, and the gospel. That conversation opened the door for multiple other conversations about the gospel and the questions he had. That year, my friend gave his life to Jesus. And now, years later, we still get together every week and talk, pray, and serve the church together. Was personal witnessing awkward? Sure, sometimes it was. Was it worth it? A million times, yes. You guys, what if we, as believers, began to pray for our friends like Daniel prayed for his best friend? Guys, just imagine what could happen. So I want you to write now on your worksheet, you have a space to write down five names. And I want you to really take this next minute and just ask the Lord, who is God putting on your heart? It could be one of your family members. It could be your best friend. It could be um, peers that you know at your school that are just seeking some semblance of hope. It could be that person that you're just like, that person would never become a Christian. Who is God putting on your heart right now? So take a minute and write down some of those names. So just when you're done, you can look up at me. Anyone got two names? Five names? Six names? No. Ah, Last time there were six names. Who is God putting on your heart to pray for that they would accept Jesus? And this brings us to our second challenge, which is the give God's word challenge. And this is simply to give out God's word to your peers at school by simply walking around and handing it to them. Guys, you can start this with your five, pray five people, to actually hand them the word of God. Did you guys know that 50% of students have never heard of John 3.16? Like, it's on the bottom of the in and out cup, and they still have never heard of it. It is, yeah, look at, look at what it is, I promise. Guys, it's the most basic verse of the Bible, and 50% of this next generation has never heard of it. 
what would it look like if you were the person to give them their first Bible or their first life book? Mariana was a student who, who came to the end of an on-campus outreach. So he didn't even hear the gospel and he didn't even get any of the free food, but he was given a Bible and he went home and he started reading it. And guys, he got saved. And now today he is a youth pastor. You know, like I shared with the First Amendment, you are allowed to pass out Christian literature on your campus. And you can even pass out those life books that we gave you, so those little white booklets, um, which I believe is the book of Mark. And um, you can actually show that to your youth pastor, and your youth pastor is able to order thousands of those for free. You can go to thelifebook.com, and your youth pastor can get thousands of them, and you can pass them out all throughout your school. Um, so that's the second challenge. Give God's word. And third challenge is the go witness challenge. And that is simply to, beyond just wanting to share the gospel with your Pray 5, what would it look like if you started sharing the gospel with people that you don't know on your campus? What would it look like for you this fall to pick a date and to get some friends together and go share the gospel with people around your campus? It sounds scary, and it can be really awkward at first, but guys, it is so worth it when you see one of your first person become a Christian because of what you shared with them. Um, Kelly's going to share some practical training on actually how to know how to share the gospel and how to start that conversation. But first, I just want us to look at the Bible and show you guys where in the Bible does God encourage us to share. So 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20 reminds us that we are God's ambassadors, that God's solution for the brokenness of this world is for us, for you to share the truth of Jesus. That God is pleading through us to bring the hope of Jesus, for people to be reconciled with him. Mark 16, 15, it reminds us that God commands us to proclaim the gospel. It is not just a suggestion that God says. God has commanded each of us as believers to share the gospel. And third is Romans 10, 14, 15, which reminds us that if we don't share the gospel, who will? Guys, if you don't share the gospel with your friends, who will? If you don't share the gospel with the people on your Pray 5 list, who's going to do it? Good question. It's a great question. If, if, if we don't, who will? It's biblical. You might be the only Christian your friends know. What an awesome opportunity you have. My question for you is, when God opens up the opportunity for you to share the gospel, especially with your Pray 5, when, and I mean when, because God loves to open up doors for the gospel, especially when you're praying for it, when God opens up the opportunity for you to share the gospel, will you be ready or will you freeze? Don't freeze. Let's practice. I want to help equip you right now on how to actually start a conversation with your friends about Jesus. Ready to go? Grab your worksheet. There are five steps to sharing the gospel. Right quick. Ready? Five steps to sharing the gospel. Prepare for the conversation. Don't be haphazard. Prepare for the conversation. Begin the conversation. Share the gospel. Invite them to respond and prepare for follow-up. Did you guys get those? There's five. This is helpful framework so that you're not lost. Sharing the gospel, you can figure this out. Prepare for the conversation. 
Begin the conversation, share the gospel, invite them to respond, prepare for follow-up. I'm going to dive into the first three steps because that's where people get hung up is actually just beginning. Where do you start? How do I do this? So you're going to prepare for the conversation by praying. Prepare for the conversation by praying. Bring to the Lord the fears that you have. He can handle them. Prepare for the conversation by praying for boldness. Prepare for the conversation and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, that it would not be your words, but his words. He will honor that. Help him, ask him to open your mouth. It's a great prayer. Lord, just help my mouth to open because I'm afraid. I want to talk to my friend about Jesus. Prepare for the conversation. Then begin the conversation by opening your mouth and starting talking. That's how you begin any conversation about anything. You just start talking. And I'm going to teach you how to do a transition question. So I need somebody willing that I can role play with. Oh, you raised your hand. Quick, what's your name? Katie. Katie. Katie, did you know that you and I have been friends for a really long time? Yeah, we've been friends for a really long time. Yes, definitely. Long time. Wow. I'm kind of old, so that's interesting. Okay, so Katie has known me since I was born, but I've never talked to Katie about Jesus, and I really want to. So Katie and I are hanging out, and I'm going to use something called a transition question. Write this down. Transition question. This will help you. I'm going to ask a transition question, and I'm going to say, Hey, Katie, I don't think I've ever asked you about God. What are your thoughts about God? That was such a great response, guys. You see how easy that was? This was a transition question. It's not as hard as you think. I was hanging out with Katie. I didn't know where to start, but I just asked her a question. I said, I don't know if I've ever asked you a question about God. I don't know what you think. Right? So that's your transition question. What I want you to do right now is turn to the person next to you, and I want you to ask them, I don't think I've ever asked you, what are your thoughts about God? I want you to say that sentence. Switch. Switch. Say it to the other person. All right, bring it back. That is a transition question with your friend. Easier than you thought? I don't think I've ever asked you, what are your thoughts about God? Guys, do it with your Pray 5 and any chance you get with any family, friend, anyone. Okay, Katie, now I'm going to pretend that I don't know you. So I actually don't know your name. Hi, you that I've never met before. Hey, hey, I'm on campus, so this goes along with the witnessing that Kristen talked about. We're out witnessing, and I'm going to say to this person that I don't know, hey, I'm out here talking to people about Jesus. Do you mind if I ask you what you think about God? No. <laughs> We're actually going to talk about that. Great response. That is another transition question. No happens, guys. We're going to talk about it. This is a transition question with someone you don't know. How can you talk to somebody you don't know? You're going to ask them a transition question. Hey, I'm out here talking to people about God. Would you share with me what you believe about God? Okay? So take this phrase, turn to the person next to you, and say that phrase. Ready? Go. Switch. All right, bring it back. Raise your hands. Who, do you th who thinks they could do that? Ask somebody that they don't know a transition question. Yeah, I love seeing the hands raised. Guys, it's not as weird as you think. They might go like this. But then you know what a lot of them will say? Sure. 
Sure is a wonderful word when it comes to the witnessing. And then you'll get to share with them. We'll talk about that in just a second. So what you're going to do is when you ask somebody that question, I really like that she responded so easily. What is my job when I ask them the question and she starts to respond about her thoughts about God? What is my job at that point? Listen. Yay, it's a conversation. How awesome for me to listen to what she has to say and then I can respond. So she's going to share with me what she shared. Remember how she shared what she thought? And I'm going to now ask something called a permission question. Ready? Permission question. Write it down. Permission question is wonderful. Most people think that when they're sharing the gospel, they're bashing people over the head. Not true. Some people think that they're going to shove it down someone's throat. Not true. Some people think they're going to force it on them. Not true. I'm going to respectfully ask Katie a permission question. Do you know what I'm going to say? Hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? Why not is a wonderful response. Okay, so that is my permission question. Turn to the person next to you, and you're going to say, hey, thanks for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? Ready? Go. <laughs> Till what? Okay. Wrap it up. Okay, so guys, here's the deal. Guys, if they say yes, yay. Did you know that most people you talk to, pray, friends on your Pray 5 or somebody that you don't know, you'd be shocked, but most people will say yes, and then you get to share with them the gospel. If they say no rudely like Katie did, which does happen every once in a while, people are punks, or they just don't love Jesus, you know what you say? That's okay. No worries. Thanks for letting me talk to you for a second. You don't need to shove it on somebody's throat. They just had a great interaction with a Christian. And that's okay. You can go talk to somebody that does want to talk because most people do want to talk. Then I get to transition into sharing the gospel with Katie. I get to succinctly share with her. Everybody grab your track for a minute. The track, the little booklet. It's a little black booklet. This is a really helpful tool for you to learn how to share your faith succinctly. How do you actually share the gospel? How do you actually share what Jesus did? This is what I would say to Katie. I would say, Katie, thanks so much for sharing. Do you mind if I share with you what I think about God? And she would say, sure. I would say, Katie, I'm here talking to you because I want you to know that God created you to have a relationship with him. It, that's so important. That's why I'm awkwardly talking to you after school. I really want you to know that God wants a relationship with you. But, most people don't say this, but you got sin that separates you from God. Most students don't know that. Sin separates you from God, Katie, and you have to deal with that. You need a savior. Thankfully, she's cracking me up over here. The role playing is real, guys. <laughs> but thankfully, God did not leave you in your sin, and he sent Jesus to die on the cross. Maybe you've heard of Jesus, but you didn't know why. He died for your sins, and then he rose again, defeated death, and he wants you to receive him as his savior, as your savior. What would keep you, that is so cool, guys, what would keep you, Katie, from doing that today? Do you notice how I ended on a question? Because it turns it back into a conversation. Okay, so that, I could basically, I mean, is there more to share? Yes. Is there lots more you could share about the gospel? Yes. But could you do it succinctly like that in 30 seconds? Yes, if you practice. Yes, if you practice. So this gospel track that we're giving you, open it up. I just want to show you this right now. It it goes through four parts of the gospel really clearly. God, say it with me, God, our condition, Christ, our response. 
That's the gospel. It all has to be there, all parts of the gospel. So that's what we want to empower you to do. I'm going to give you one second, and then I'm going to turn you loose to go to cabin time. That, take that booklet, practice with a friend, keep the five points of the gospel in mind, keep the four parts of the gospel in mind, and it'll help empower you so that you're equipped when the Lord opens up the opportunity. So what I'm going to do now is I turn you loose. I gave you that response card. For some of you, you really should fill it out because we would love to follow up with you and empower you in your, in your, uh, in your schools. If you're the club leader, if you want to learn how to start a Christian club, if you're a youth pastor that wants to talk further, if you want to do these challenges, if you want to take the Pray 5, if you say, I'm going to take seriously the call that God is saying, guys, take this seriously. God wants to use you. I want to challenge you this year. Take seriously the call. Join other Christians. There are hundreds of Christians around the nation doing what you're doing. Hundreds and hundreds. There's an army of believers across the nation there's a generation that God is raising up to reach your generation, and you can be one of them. So if you are interested in taking these challenges, fill it up. We will text you after camp. We can follow up with you to help you however you need. We would absolutely love to do that. So everybody look at me. Go change the world, guys. Pow with the power of the Holy Spirit, God can change your friends forever. Get out of here.